You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Well, hey, Becoming Me, I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Jackie Brewster. Jackie, welcome to Becoming Me.tv. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here. And y'all, Jackie's no stranger to Becoming Me because this is actually Jackie's Becoming Story 2.0. So if you go in our mm-hmm. YouTube archives, you can see Jackie and my interviewing her years ago. Um, we were just kind of joking about how much life has happened. And that's what I love about the Becoming Journey, because it's not a one and done kind of story. Um, our stories are always evolving. We're always growing. We're always becoming. And that's why I cannot wait to film your Becoming Story 2.0 today. So um, before we dive in, though, Jackie, for those who might not know you yet, who is Jackie Brewster? Well, um, that is, I, I, you know, you give us a little like, here's some questions I might ask. And I was like, what am I going to say? Who am I? <laughs> um, I am a certified Enneagram coach um, and certified experiential specialist. So I help people uncover and discover who they are, um, you know, why they do what they do, which is probably my favorite thing in the world that God has ever allowed me to do. Um, besides working for hospice, I also love that a lot. Um, and I am married to Stephen Brewster. He is in music business and we have four children, which it's so hard for me to say this, but, um, two of them would be considered like grown children. Like I've got a 19 year old and Ashlyn turns 18 next week. And, um, 18. Uh huh. And then I know Isaiah will be 20 in 2022. Isaiah will be 20. And then I've got twins that are 13 and we live in Franklin, Tennessee. We have a great community. Um, and I, I'm just, that probably me in a nutshell. Wow. I mean, I didn't know your kids were already that grown. It's crazy. Um, you know, y'all, we were kind of reminiscing about when Jackie and I first connected and we can't really pinpoint when that happened. It's been several years, um, but it's been such a joy and a privilege to be on the becoming journey with you. Um, you are helping me become the Emily that God made me to be. And I'm forever thankful for that. Um, but right now I would love to just dive into your story, like unpacking who is Jackie? What's made you who you are today? Like, who is Jackie becoming? Um, yeah, so let's do it. So <laughs> I think like from the last time that I did the interview to where I'm at today, there's there's a lot of change that has happened. Um, 
I went and got certified in the Enneagram and really dove into that and just doors opened. And it's been neat to see God just do what he does. Uh, you know, as long as I'm connected to him and I'm trying to listen and, and move in that direction, I feel like he's opening some pretty amazing doors. And so, um, you know, if I went back to my, my journey of like, where did I come from? How did I get here? That part of it, like I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, I was, um, my sister and I are the daughters of my parents and then they got divorced when I was little. And so then we've got, um, step parents and half siblings that we, we love all of them. Everybody uh, gets along great. But in that story, I think there's been a lot of heartache. There's been a lot of hurt. There's been a lot of uh, pieces of myself that I didn't even know what to do with um, and patterns of behavior that got developed really, really young as a way to get my needs met, to keep myself safe and to get love. And so as I have grown in my own discovery uh, through Enneagram awareness and biblical truths, that that is where I have really begun to see patterns of behavior that um, I thought were just me, or I felt like were like parts of me that were not okay, if that makes sense. Yes. So, yeah. So around 13, I had an encounter with Christ that really wrecked me that, you know, I was wild, you guys, wild. And um, I was like this kind, sweet, wild child is what it was. So I wasn't like rebellious mean to my parents. I was like, let's make cookies. And then maybe I'll sneak out the window and you won't know that kind of wild child. So, and I think it took me forever to be able to be honest about that because I had so much shame. I got married at 21 to Stephen and we were in ministry. And I think I felt like, oh my gosh, if people knew my story, they're going to discredit me. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of parts. There's so many parts of messy in my story uh, for me to figure out like who I am and who I am becoming. And it's okay for me to be who I am. And, um, but at 13, I really felt like God had said something to my heart about like, you're going to do something. You're going to do something. Um, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm going to be a youth pastor because at 13, you're going to youth and that's what's relevant. So you're like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, that's what I'm going to, you know? And so, um, you know, through my high school years, it didn't slow me down for me in a little while. So <laughs> through my high school years, it was what it was. And then um, I got out of high school and that is truly when God wrecked me. He, he got a hold of me, snatched me back and was like, no, 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 no. I, I have called you by name. And so, um, I was, this isn't just an, I guess this is where we're going. This is an interesting direction I'm taking you, but I'm like, I love it. Bring it. So I was, I think I was like 19 and I was um, not living at home at the time. And, um, and I was dating somebody that was, I don't know that he was a believer. I mean, we went to a Christian school together, graduated and everything, but I don't know that he was a believer. Um, and I went home for something and my cousin, my, all my family was there. It's like the strangest thing. I can't remember why everybody was there, but everybody was home. And my cousin, um, had said to me like, why are you with this guy? And I was like, he will take care of me. I'm not going to have to worry about anything. It's going to be fine. And, um, and I'm an Enneagram seven. So if you know anything about that, my heart longing is to be taken care of, but I didn't know that back then. I just knew like this guy is saying he'll take care of me. So I'll, I'll, I'll do it, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And so um, my cousin said to me, um, all I can see is, that, you know, Jesus standing on the mountain with saying, Satan and him saying, this can all be yours. And I was like, what? Like it wrecked me. I was like, oh my gosh, no, 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 no. And so, you know, I was, I lived in Daytona Beach, Florida, and uh, we had, it was a party weekend. We had, uh, it must have been somebody's birthday because we were going out. We had hotel rooms. Everything was going to be a big party. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out this weekend. But on Sunday morning, I will walk down and I'll give you back my life. And, um, and that's what happened on Sunday morning. I walked down this little, this little white chapel church in, uh, in Florida, all my family there. I probably, I probably still smelled like the bar from the night before. Like it was bad. And I gave my life back to Christ that day in a dramatic way. I moved home, slept on a mattress from the floor of my family's home. Um, we just didn't have a big house. And so, you know, they weren't expecting me to come back. So that's what happened. Uh, I went to every single church service. It did not matter denomination. I did not care. Any time I could get to a church service is what I did. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted Christ. That's what I wanted. I just wanted, still makes me emotional. I just, I think it's interesting because I still feel the same way today. Like wow. I just want him. That's what I want. I want to know Jesus. And so, um, so, you know, lo and behold, I, you know, have this radical transformation um, and my life begins to change. And I like boys, so it doesn't take me long to like get married after that because all the things. And so I ended up getting married and we've been married. It will be 23 years this year. We have four beautiful children from that. But along the journey, being in ministry, feeling like, um, you know, my my past was shameful and I didn't really know how to show up in my present, um, trying to figure out I'm not, I don't really care about big names and things like that. But then you're in, you know, we were on staff at mega churches. So there's just a lot of interesting parts that I didn't really entertain some of it. And so then I didn't know what people were talking about a lot of the times so that I felt kind of dumb. And um, there's just so many pieces, right, to all of this story. But in my mid thirties, um, I felt like God just started to stir something in me, like it's time. And I'm like, it's time for what? You know, I've got four kids. We've gone through lots of surgeries with one of them. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I feel like he said, um, it's time. Like, it's time for you to use your voice. And I, and I was just like, I don't, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he just started to, to stir in me that same thing at, at 13. Like, I'm going to use you. And I was like, okay, how? <laughs> like, you know, and so... Um, I think that that began the journey of me doing my own work, mm-hmm. my own deep dive of understanding myself through therapy, through friendship, through conversations, through a lot of intense work mm-hmm. um, to what I do today, which is help people uncover and discover more about themselves. And so that that journey, it's messy and it's gritty and it's beautiful and it's tragic. It's all of it. You know, and then at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, I, I just want people to find freedom. Like I found freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, when you started doing your own deep dive, is that where you discovered the Enneagram or where did the Enneagram come into play in your journey? Yeah, that's a great question. People ask me this question all the time. And so I'll I have a Um, I have a girlfriend that I would walk with and she has like perfect children. 
I do not have perfect children. Mine were like little teeny tiny, uh, teeny tiny babies that like Houdini babies, they could get out of anything. So even in their stroller, I couldn't even get the straps tight enough. They would just climb out of them and there's two of them. So there's two. So if they get out, they're going in different directions because they like to see me scream. Um, and so that's what would happen. So we would be going on walks and um, and my kids just, it, it they just were not well-behaved. And so, um, and, and she would tolerate it and laugh and whatever. And one day she just said, hey, I'm going to send you this book. I think it's going to be so helpful for you. And I was like, okay. So I get the book and I'm like, oh, she wants to fix me. Like, I must be really messy. And I, and I, I am. Like, I really am. And so that was, she sent me the book, um, The Wisdom of the Enneagram. And at first I got the book and I was like, what is this? This is a weird symbol. I do not know. And I kind of put it to the side because I was like, I don't want to do anything that is not right. Um, I just don't. Like, I really love Jesus. So I'm like, I don't want to do anything that's not right. And, um, and so I eventually picked up the book and started to read through it. And it just grabbed a hold of my heart. I was like, whoo this is saying things about me that I have felt were, were wrong or, or broken or, um, I, you know, like one of the things, so I tested as an eight and Enneagram eight at the beginning. And I was okay. like, yeah, probably, you know, I could see that, you know, which is strong, assertive, all the things, which yes, yes. A lot of that, except for the heart longing message and the, the unconscious childhood message didn't line up for me. Um, and so when I started to do a deeper dive and I looked at the seven, cause that would have been my next number. Um, it, it made all the sense in the world. I'm like, you can't trust anyone for anything. I heard that message growing up verbally spoken to me, like make mm -hmm. sure you can always take care of yourself and your children because my father left when I was little. So um, there's a lot of verbiage around um, you're not safe. This world is not safe. You need to protect yourself. And then, um, and my mom did the best she could. She just, she was hurt. So she was trying to, to prevent that from happening to us. Um, and then that, that heart longing message of, I, I want to be taken care of. That is, yes, that is definitely still the heart longing message. Like, do you think anybody would think that I'm worth loving? It's like that kind of thing. Um, and so I started to read that stuff. And then I, I went into, started to read about it. And it had this one line that says frantic escapism for a seven. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is me. Like, and, and it's not a bad thing. Like you're telling me that like, I'm not like crazy because I want to frantically escape all the time. And so I started to read about it and it was like, when I'm not healthy, when I get anxious, when I don't feel like I'm in control or I, I it's unpredictable or I don't feel secure. That's typically when I want to, I want to escape. Um, and so patterns of behavior would have been escapism because that's how I would have, I would have gone into the world to get my needs met. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I started to, to really understand this. And so this was, um, 10 years ago because the, the twins are three, they were three and they're 13 okay. now. So it was 10 years ago that I really started to dive into it, read about it, learn about, about myself. Um, and it started to make sense about me and started to make sense about my husband. Um, and then I like to read all kinds of things. So I read attachment theory. I mean, I like uh -huh. to read all kinds of stuff because I'm like, I just want to be better. You know, I, I want to be better. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was the initial deep dive into it was 10 years ago. Wow. And then, um, 
Yeah. You just kept diving into it. And then now 10 years later, you're leading other people through the deep dive. Yeah. 10 years ago, would you have ever guessed you were doing this now? No, (laughs) no. Like I cannot, I still want to pinch myself. Like, is this really happening? Because I think forever, um, this feels so much just for the audience. Like Emily and I have known each other for a long time. So this feels like girlfriends. Oh so yeah. I hope you'll share with this audience, but um, I kind of tell everybody my my life anyway, so it doesn't matter. But um, Stephen was always the one. He was always the one that was chasing dreams out in front, doing stuff, music, business, ministry, leading things. He was always the one. And so I feel like, um, it, it just was strange. Like it was strange. We had a, we did some, some pretty intense counseling at onsite in Cumberland, Cumberland Furnace, Tennessee. Um, and one of the sessions it, we stayed for a week, it was Steve and I, and, um, in the middle of the night, I woke up at like four o'clock in the morning. And this was like halfway through the sessions. And, um, I started just bawling, crying. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is happening? And the Holy Spirit just started speaking to my heart. Like, um, you have blamed other people for putting you on the shelf and you have put yourself on the shelf. And I was like, what is going on? And I literally cried for hours. I didn't wake him up. I just went to, um, they have like an old mansion on the property where you could get coffee. So I just went over there, sat, and I literally just spent time with, with the Lord and just show me what I, show me where I'm blind, show me what, you know, show me what, what I have not owned in my own story. And so it was that probably the unlocking that happened right there for me to step into this, this part of my story, this part of my chapter, I'm in my forties. And so, um, I think that there's a, there's a lot of wisdom that happens as we get older, we've walked through a lot of things, you know? And so, um, but in that moment, it was not a moment, you guys, it was hours of tears and just being wrecked. And like, I put myself on the shelf. Like I am the one that discredited myself. I am the one that didn't value me. I am the one that, that, um, that didn't step into all the opportunities Mm -hmm. that were in front of me. I just didn't know how Mm -hmm. I didn't know how. And I felt like Stephen was always the one that did it. So who was I to do it? Wow. And then he like, I won't say he pushed me because he's, he's kind. He doesn't push me. Um, instead, I think he drug me. I think <laughs> he just took my arm and was like, you're going to do this. Like, I see this in you. You are worth the investment. You are, because I was like, we're going to pay, like to do the certification that costs as much money. And he's like, you're worth it. Why would you think you're not worth it? And I think all of my life, I didn't think I was worth it. Yeah. You know, and so um, just these big, they're all spiritual moments that I feel like it's all when I look back, I can see the God prompting moments that have launched me into these next big seasons of my life. Hmm. So even hearing you unpack all of these God moments, you know, we Mm -hmm. can see the emotion you had in that first encounter with Jesus and you saying like, I just want Jesus and the conviction Mm -hmm in your face, your body language, like you believe this for people who are, you know, watching this conversation, maybe, um, you're not a Christ follower. Maybe you've grown up in church. I I have a feeling that there are going to be some people watching this say, 
I want that experience. I want, I want to believe that like Jackie does. I've heard about God. I've been in the church. Um, how could people go about truly believing in their core? Just like you remember 13 years ago, walking down that little white church saying, I just want Jesus. How can, how can people take steps in that direction? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that it was at, it was 13. I heard Christ at um, 19. I walked down that aisle. That's right. Yeah. And I'm 44, just so people get that math right, because I've been in ministry a long time. I feel like she just got saved. Like we've been following that girl for a while, <laughs> just in case. Um, but uh, 10 years ago, 10 years ago yes, is yes. when I, I did this deep dive. All I can say is that that there's an ebb and flow, right? There's an ebb and flow to like um, the the hungry pursuit of Christ. That's what I I feel like. I I feel like there's been times I'm like, I cannot get enough of his presence. And then there's times that, you know, I feel like he's not even here. Um, And I'll tell you what the difference is. It is me. It is not him. It is 100% me. Am I willing to pursue him? Am I willing? He's already here. So am I willing to engage in, in spending time in the word? That's the most powerful tool we have. It's the sword of the spirit. It, it rips through everything. Like that is, I mean, I push that. Um, I shouldn't say push, but I, I prompt. I really guide people with that. It is the word, you know, the word of God changes everything. So I think the more that we spend reading the word, I think the more that we spend worshiping him, praying, um, the hungrier we get for him. It's it's cultivating a relationship with Christ. And so just like when you're dating somebody, the more time you spend with them, the more you get to know them. And then the more you want to be with them, right? Most of the time, sometimes you're like, mm, that's not the right one. Um, but for the most part, that's, you know, when, when it's the right one. Um, but is that cultivating a relationship that I think is, it's our responsibility to cultivate a relationship with Christ. Yeah. You know, he came, you know, God sent his son, Jesus to die on a cross for us to atone our sins. And so it's, it's our next step to pursue. Um, And it's how bad do you want it? You know, right now there's some, something over the past probably six weeks, there's just this stirring in me. I just want to know more about the life of Jesus. Mm. Like, what did he say? What did he do when he was here? What, what, not everything else, but what did he say? And, and I think that, um, I don't want to miss him. That's how I feel. I don't want to miss him. I don't want to miss him. And I want people to see his love through my life. That's how I feel. I love that. And it's, it's so true in every experience and encounter and conversation I have with you, you are always pointing me back to God's word, pursuing Jesus time with him. Um, and I love how you identified the thing that changes is us and how we're pursuing. Um, so I want to talk about Enneagram with JB, Jackie Brewster in a moment, but before we get there, um, you are a coffee drinker, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was thinking about that today. I was like, I don't know if Jackie drinks coffee. Like, how do I not know this? How do you drink your coffee? Um, yes. Uh, so um, I love my, so I love Santa's White Christmas during the holidays. It's my favorite. Like, I love that coffee. Um, and I drink it sweet. Mm-hmm. So I like it, you know, um, Chibani. Is that how you say that brand, Chibani? Yes. I mean, I don't they have know. Cream. They have creamer out right now. 
that it, it to die for. Like, oh my gosh. What's the and flavor? So I have just discovered that. Um, so they have a peppermint mocha that goes great with the Santa's White Christmas coffee. Oh. Um, and they also, I like just a vanilla too. So they have a vanilla that I really enjoy. So. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Oh, me too. Okay. So if you were having a cup of coffee with someone else on their own becoming journey, what would you say to encourage them? Mm, so much. I think I do this every day. This is what I do every day, you guys. What do I say to you guys every day? Um, let's step into your story. Like it, it makes me cry. Like let's step into your story. I want, I want you to find freedom, but you've got to discover patterns of behavior and you've got to ask yourself why you do what you do. What, you know, what are the hard parts about, about um, your life? You know, do you like where you're going? Do you like what you've got going on? And, um, and if, if so, then let's keep doing it. And if not, let's, let's discover, let's just uncover, let's slowly sift and see, and see what's there. Um, that's what I would say. I would say you're worth it. I say that a lot. You're worth it. Um, you're worth the investment. You're worth the time. You're worth, if there is a money cost, there's a cost to it. You're worth the cost. Uh, all those things I didn't think I was worth, mm. you're worth, I'm worth, we're all worth it. Um, so, but it takes you, you know, at the end of the day, I talk a lot about circles and hula hoops, like standing in your uh -huh. own hula hoop, and uh -huh. being like the player, like, right. Yep. Um, so at the end of the day, it requires you to do your work. Nobody else. You do your work on your journey um, and see where you go. I, I mean, I'm feeling even emotional just hearing you unpack that because I mean, y'all Jackie is a friend. She's also my coach. And so when you just talk about that hula hoop, um, and the work and I have learned so much and am learning so much with you, um, and everything you just unpacked that conversation over coffee I've, I've been having with you. And, um, it's so true and it really is worth it. Um, mm -hmm. So this obviously begs people leaning in, like, what are these conversations? What is Enneagram with JB, Jackie Brewster? Like, tell us all the things. Um, tell me about your resources, your coaching, like how you're leaning in and you're equipping people to be who God made them to be. Yeah. So Enneagram with JB is, well, it's Instagram. That's my Instagram handle. And then that becomes my website and it becomes all the things. And so yes. people sometimes call me JB, which I think is hilarious. Um, I go by Jackie, but if you want to call me JB, that's fine. I think it's kind of fun. Um, but I am an Enneagram coach as well as a certified um, experiential specialist. So I help people walk into their story, into their journey through Enneagram awareness. I'm a Christian. So I, um, I like to, I like to approach it with biblical truths, but not all my clients are Christians. And so I won't, I don't push um, the spiritual side on things. I let people, um, you know, walk into it the way that they want to walk into it and kind of help guide that, if that makes sense. Um, so I do that with, with individuals all day on Zoom. Um, and I have clients all over the world, which is really fun. But it's a little bit tricky on those times when you're trying to figure out when they're like France and you're like, I don't, I have no idea what. So it's like, a, sometimes it's 11 o'clock at night with my clients and it's in the afternoon with me. So, um, but they keep coming back. So they must, they must be getting something from it. Um, so I do life coaching, 
you know, um, with individuals. I also work with teens and organizations where I come in to your organization and I help um, unpack conflict sometimes or um, talk about communication and how to clear things up and really help people understand personality, where they're coming from, uh, what what members, you know, need in the workplace, what are some of the pet peeves in the workplace, all those things that really make a difference if you know, uh, you know, this generation really cares about empathy and compassion in the workplace. And it's different than my generation and the generations before me. So really leaning into that space so that there's a good balance between empathy and compassion and respect within the workplace. So I'm passionate about that piece. Um, I love doing that. Uh, and then I also write, I write. And so I have a, um, I have a devotional out right now, which is Hearing God Speak. It's a 52-week Enneagram devotional, and it is beautiful. It is chocked full of Enneagram awareness and biblical truths um, with prompts, and it goes through all nine types every single week um, with a scripture and how you can apply that scripture to your life and the way that you would view it, like your lens, your the way that, you know, the, just what you need from it. Um, there's lots of journaling, journaling space in that book, and one of the things that I purposely put in that book was meditation and uh, because I think it gets a bad rap and I'm like we're going to learn how to meditate on the word of God because it is scriptural they actually talk about it in the bible and so we're going to talk about doing it and so um so that book is I, I love that book that book's beautiful I have another project coming out in March um March 29th I have this Enneagram card deck uh, coming out, which it's, it is, it kind of like my Instagram, um, but it has all type, like so many different categories in this, uh, in this card deck where you can pull the card out you can look at core fears, core desires. You can look at childhood patterns. You can look at, um, you know, health and growth it's in card form. So it's, it's more bullet point. Um, so you don't have to read a whole book because sometimes the book feels overwhelming. Yeah. And then I, um, signed with Baker in uh, Baker books and I'm writing a marriage, a six week marriage course right now. And so uh, that comes out in 2023. That's amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, so for all of you watching, I will have all the links to connect with Jackie um, and Enneagram with JB. So you can connect with those resources, her Instagram. Um, but I love following your Instagram too, because there's so many helpful tricks for how I can keep doing the deep work. Cause it's not a one and done type of thing, which is becoming, it's a constant, um, grow, growing process. So I take screenshots of your posts all the time. So I'm excited <laughs> for this stack of cards and to be able to go through them. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. So I just love who you are, um, who you're becoming, how you are really partnering with people to become who God made them to be too. Um, Jackie, thank you. Just thank you for investing in me. And, um, thank you for sharing your story. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. And thank you for having me. I love to do this kind of stuff. It's fun. Well, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.
Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.